Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. Can we get much higher? So high. This is the Turbo Duo Cast. My name is Salvatore Mata. I am your host today. And across from me is always my hetero life mate, Trenton E. Wright Third Esquire. There is no Esquire. Small golf clap. Esquire relates back to a, like attorney, a lawyer, mm-hmm. that kind of profession. You can't call yourself an Esquire. So are you lawyer shaming right now? No, you're, just, you're not a lawyer. So Says ho- who? Says go to any college but and that's what pass I'm, your bar. But that's what I'm identifying as right now during this podcast. Yeah? Yeah. So what are you the lawyer of? Sega of America. I wouldn't back that horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. It is at, well, could be daytime, I guess. I mean, it could be, jeez, uh, could be any time of the day. Could be anywhere in the world. Mm. This is the sixth episode of the Turbo Duo Cast. Well, and, now it's only three. <laughs> <laughs> well, Podbean, we had a snafu with Podbean. They did take down three no, of our. They podcasts. had a snafu with themselves. <laughs> right. Right, and then you message them and you say, you know, three of these were taken down. We only have two left. What's going on?" And then and Julius responds back, not Orange Julius, just A Julius, and <laughs> and says, "Oh, it appears you only have two podcasts uploaded." Done. The and end. I was like, "Ugh, yes, that's this whole dilemma." Hmm. So maybe by the time this comes out, maybe they'll be back up. Could be. Or I'll just re-upload them and they'll be out of order. No big deal. Eventually, we're going to get to our main topic of the day, which is uh, the Beavis and Butthead games of the 16-bit era. You could have beatboxed. Did you ever beatbox? <laughs> no. You should have. You would have been pretty good. I probably could have figured it out. Yeah. Still time. I can still talk, so I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> While they allow you to still talk, Trent, yeah. you might want to try yeah. it. I want to start. Uh, I want to start today, though, with um, something that's on my mind. Uh oh. Something that happened last night. Oh. Something that was exciting. It happened in my bed. Pause. I got my Nomad back yesterday <laughs> after getting the screen fixed. Yes, folks, this is a somewhat PG show. We do go off the rails a few times, but uh, we're having bedside manner here. Go Nad for the Nomad. Yes. And uh, so, got to thank the guys over at Regency Gaming, Tom, Trench Gun Tom, follow him on uh, on Instagram, and uh, Nomad Steve uh, took care of my... Does it really go by Nomad, Nomad Steve? I In my in my cell phone, his name is Nomad Steve, oh. so until I fi- get Steve's last it's name, official. he's... No- I mean, he, he carries his Nomad everywhere. Oh, yeah. wow. I, oh. think, I think it's amazing that he can do that, so... He's Wait, got, does he have like the battery packs on he's, it? He's the one who has the battery with oh. the little notification thing on it that tells you when it's going to drain. Yes, so I he, saw that. I mean, he is about as I, hardcore into no. When I went there like get. a year ago, I saw him. Yeah, he was like playing, and I had asked him like, "What kind of are they? Um, were they like RC car batteries he has on them, like the rechargeable ones?" I'm not positive. It looks some. I think it's some something like a phone battery. I'm pretty sure it's like RC, like the ones you used to. Using like the RC cars and you were... like a bunch of double A's that are all put together, yeah, like wrapped in a plastic. So kinda. he he kind he recommends if we're not going to do that other mod to do to do that. But anyways, irregardless, irregardless, I want to talk about my experience last night. So being the old men that we are, 
the moments that we have that are triumphant and video games are fewer and farther between. And having the Nomad opens up a whole world for me because I'm able to play a lot of games just sitting in my bed. It's almost like the Switch. So you, what you're saying is you popped the Blue Chew and then turned on the Nomad. And then turned on the Nomad mm. and went to town. Nice. And then I beat Raiden. Or Raiden. Pause? That's a question. You're going to have to read through the lines <laughs> on that one. Um, I put in Raiden Trad for, Raiden. for, for Nomad. Raiden, Raiden, Raiden Trad. I always called it Raiden. Because of Mortal my Kombat? Son, my son calls it Raiden. Oh. Um, but the screen made it good enough that I could actually see. There's no blur. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome mod. Yeah, it doesn't look like you're playing through London Fog. No, it's it's amazing. But I got to this one stage. It was stage five, and there's a boss that is like a tank. Oh no, it's a boss. And this tank has like these two phalanges on each side of it that kind of like come out almost like uh, flaps, almost like airplane wings, and. So I'm thinking you got to shoot these airplane wings to get to the main boss. I kept dying. I think I, I continued like three or four times, and I was about to say, "Screw it, <clears throat> I'm done." F it. F I'm not it, playing it. F it. So I said, All right, "Let me just give it one more go. Let me give it one more shot." And I realized that you don't want to shoot those phalanges off. You want to just focus on the middle of the boss because if you get those off, he just starts barraging bullets at you. I I can't play bullet hell shooters. A bullet barrage. And so I tried to stay away from it. I, I just shot him right through the eyes. And uh, the moment I took him down, it was like fist pump in the air, just exhilarating. You're like, yes, yes. Yeah, I was, I was like freaking out. And then I ended up going on and beating the game, and it was pretty amazing. So those those moments, those little moments where you have a success. I'm, I don't consider myself a great video game player, but I love shooters. I've beaten maybe two or three in my life. Um and Raiden is one of them, and that was kind of like, you know, when you have that moment, because those games are all about repetition. You just got to keep playing shooters to understand the patterns and how things are going. But you can look at, like, a like a hard mode. I, I was playing on, I got to admit, I was playing on easy. But even that is, like, playing a lot of platformers on hard, in my opinion. Anyways, hmm. it was an exhilarating moment, and, uh, and I'm pretty happy. It was happy a solid night. Yeah, it was just, uh, I mean, it's you know, not super R-type, but, you know. <laughs> Why are you think super? I don't know. Super R type the pinnacle? No, it's just like the only one I really played. Oh well, uh, Raiden's an an amazing game. So if you guys get a chance to play it, it was on Super Nintendo, it was on Genesis, it was on PlayStation One, and the Jaguar. <clears throat> oh, Jack! Yeah, Jaguar. Why is it that Jaguar always had games that didn't have any sound? Like Doom didn't have any music. You sure on the Jaguar version? Yeah, Ra- Raiden. I don't believe had any music on the Jaguar version. Well, there was, you know, there's only so many bits. Do the math. The TurboGrafx-16 <laughs> version had music. Why wouldn't the Jaguar be able to? Well, that's another discussion. Anyways, a couple show notes from last time. We talked about tooth protectors. Ooh. And we were asking who, who was responsible for tooth protectors. Well, we as in you. That would be Johnson & Johnson. Ooh. Johnson Silky Johnson? Johnson? Uh, no, not the character from uh, well, that's Chappelle Show. Well, that's Johnson. Right, with a with a T. Uh Johnson Johnson. We we uh called Rob Hubbard Ron Hubbard in the last episode. Rob Ooh. Hubbard, who was the music composer. We as in you. From EA. Uh <laughs> I called him Ron and you called him Ron. That's because you called him Ron. <laughs> I think I was thinking of L. Ron Hubbard yeah, from I Scientology. This is where L. Ron Hubbard lives? Oh my god. All right. And then um Mission Impossible and Mission Impossible was developed by Infograms. 
Infograms. Mm. I said yeah, because I said I didn't know. You said I think you said Activision. No, I said I thought it was THQ, but then I was like, no. Yeah. Um. Trent, what have you been up to? Doing any gaming? Nope. <laughs> you know I don't game. The podcast this, is your excuse this, to play is, games, isn't it? This is the gaming. <laughs> Nobody got time for that. Uh, how's the band stuff going? Pretty good. Still looking on that uh, the Huey Lewis size meat. It's coming along pretty good. What about the song, Hip to be Square? <laughs> how you com- how you coming along on that one? It's going good. It's going to be hard. Pretty excited about it. Um... I, oh wait, did I? I was trying to remember if I picked up anything this week. I feel like I almost did, but then I didn't. <laughs> I was gonna go to Game Exchange. You, you picked and... up two copies of Beavis and Butthead on Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, because eBay's weird. I bought it on eBay last week, and then I checked the shipping on Tuesday, and it still said it hadn't shipped. And then that night, like all the info updated, and I got it the next day. But I picked mm-hmm. up another copy, so now we both we both have one, because I only had the Genesis one. Yeah, I've I've um I've been trying to get into a couple different games. I, I'm having trouble just kind of sticking to something. I mean, I I played Raiden last night and got through it, but other than that, trying to like get into a game and stick with it is tough. You know, I was talking to uh, there's a guy who owns a store uh, in Manchester called The Grid, um, and a we video were, game store. Yeah, yeah, it's right on Main Street. And he was and we were we were having a conversation about when you're a kid, you have effectively like one game you know <laughs> and i know that doesn't you know no people don't have just one game but you, you have like the game that you got and you're playing it and that's it when you're older and you might have some disposable income or you've developed a collection over time you've got thousands of options and you also have jobs so to get into something when you're younger it's like well this is this is the game i have this is the game I'm playing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, damn it, I'm gonna get good at it. So, we don't have to do that now. We can, you know, play a game for a little bit and say, oh, you know, this, this looks sexy. I want to get into this thing over here. You know, we're still talking about games. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I plugged in Mega Man Legends a couple weeks ago. I was playing a little bit of that. That was the. Um, <clears throat> is that the compilation the, one? The it was it, no, it was the action RPG. It was it kind of took a lot of hints from Zelda. It was uh, a three. Uh, dungeon-based game and had an overworld and a story, you know, a big story arc and voice acting. And um, I tried to get into that and I uh, was playing a little bit of Rogue Squadron on uh, Nintendo 64. Ooh! So, you know, it, it actually got me to thinking, you know, playing Mega Man Legends got me to thinking about games that people kind of wrote off when they first came out or that maybe weren't reviewed as nines that are still worth playing that i think there's a lot of fun to be had it's not a nine i don't care yeah i mean i've always said i've always had a saying for myself to to play more sevens you know i think there's 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 a lot of good games that are sort of in the middle that maybe get written off because they're not you know the pinnacle or game changing or you know genre shifting or anything like that but just solid entries in their own in their own genre you know and I think Mega Man Legends was a phenomenal game. I, I I played it through when I was a kid, and it was amazing. I never got through the second one, um, you know. But games like you know games like that, I was looking through my collection. Games like one of your favorites, Super Baseball 2020. It is a tight game on Genesis and Super Nintendo. Was is an amazing game. 
It was a Neo Geo game. Is no. it the same on the Super Nintendo though? Yeah, pretty it much. Is? Pretty much. I mean, they put some Mode Seven stuff in. You know, the purists say that the Genesis version might be just a hair better, but you know, it, it just another really solid game it has all the, the, you know, the cutaways like the like the Neo Geo had, and just the playability is really really good. But in a sea of, you know, RBI baseball and Roger Don't Clemens hate on baseball, RBI baseball no, no, but what I'm saying <laughs> is that with Sports Talk Baseball and, and RBI Baseball. And Tommy Lasorda's. World Series Baseball. Big Hurt Baseball. Did that come out on Genesis? Yeah, it came know. out on everything. In a sea of baseball <laughs> games, sometimes things get, get lost in the shuffle, and I'm just trying to bring to light that <laughs> Super Baseball is a game that I think is worth playing that people might not think about. Uh, Dynamite Cop for Dreamcast is another one that I was thinking about, just a straight-up beat em up from the Dreamcast era. I think people are starting to talk about that game a little bit more now. Um, Captain Skyhawk. Who remembers Cap- Captain Skyhawk for NES? Captain Skyhawk. Yeah, so it, 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 you were in a like um like an F fifteen fighter plane. Oh yeah. But it was sort of like top down, yeah, but yeah, kind yeah. of like set behind a little bit. I played that game. I remember the, the cartridge. F- the first time I ever played that game was at Chris Jawa's house for his birthday Sick. in nineteen ninety six or nineteen ninety seven. I mean, the NES was gone by that point. It could have been nineteen ninety six. That's when you recorded your duet. No, it was not. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> But even seeing that game in 1996, I was I was kind of blown away by what the NES could do. I mean, it looked three dimensional to me. You know, had like really fast paced action. It was good, but I never heard about it when I was a kid. You know. Yeah. Super. Well, super there's plenty of those games. Super Dodgeball. Super Dodgeball is a, is a great game. I think people don't really talk about that game. You know. But another another really fun one. Um, the Italian Job. One more for for um, PlayStation One. Place, oh yeah. It was it was one of the later games that came out. I think it might have come out in two thousand or. I think people knew about there. that one though. Then. Did you know? It about made it? the rounds. Yeah. But that was a really well made game. I think the PlayStation Two was either right around the corner or maybe already out. I have to check, but. You know, there's just there's just a lot of games that kind of get. Kind of like that uh, Driver game. Kind of like right? Driver, yeah. Yeah. I think it was better than Driver, to be honest with you. I think it was more engaging. Um, oh. The, oh, go ahead. The sequel came out on PS2, the Italian handjob. Oh, I didn't. I missed that one. Yeah. How did? What's like the gameplay in that one? Well, you know, instead of the putting your two hands on a steering wheel, it's you is know, it, is it like a seat in the middle of the car? With the steering wheel, and you have two passengers on either side of you, and they hold the steering wheel while you know your hands are working the windshield wiper. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, how about you say we have a modern uh, musing minute? Uh, what? <laughs> I want to talk about some modern uh, some modern news that came out. Uh, before we get to our our main event here, ay ay ay, no one cares about games today. Listen, <laughs> <clears throat> but if but if the news relates back to no, I know the past, then I might want to bring it up. And so they're gonna reboot Beavis and Butthead for the third time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we'd have better luck of EA re-releasing Road Rash right than Beavis and Butthead getting re-released. No, I want to talk about Shenmue Three. I want to talk about Shenmue 3. I, I played Shenmue 1 when it came out in, I think, 2000. Super hyped for that game. Um, I think it was either the f- 
first or second issue of Dreamcast magazine where they had a full frontal spread. Ooh. About I didn't miss that. Were you you weren't into Dreamcast though? Well, I didn't have one. So. Right. <laughs> um but the you know the, the hype for that game in Oh, the, the original in, Shenmue? In 1999. Oh yeah. Was it was like, like it's a two hundred million dollar game. Yeah, I remember and... they were just <laughs> spitting out all types. I think it was eighty million. Was the was so the ridiculous? But the it's, hype, it's the hype twelve for that game was just was was through the roof. I you mean, need was... seven VMUs to save it. <laughs> Six VMUs. Oh. Six. And it was one of those games that got by. I think it had it had innovative gameplay, but it really got by too on its graphics. I mean, today they look it still looks good. I mean, yeah, I mean they're if we're you, talking about nineteen ninety nine. If you compare or if you compare a PlayStation One game, I don't care which one you want to mm-hmm. pick to to Shenmue, you look at that and say, I don't even think that's a generational ape. I think that's like a two generational ape. I mean, just yeah, yeah but the just, Dream, the Dreamcast was supposed to be like their PS two, right, right, but. Uh, what I'm trying to say is just that the the effect of that generational shift was massive. Oh yeah, and Shenmue was one of the one of the games that really was that like the brought first brought that in. Oh no, it probably wasn't. That wasn't like the first. Was that the first game that went like real time? Yes, where it was like Day-night whatever. Cycle. Yeah, data cycle. Actually, what they did in that game is so there's every there every day it's like a day in in 1986 I think. And it's it, the game is played over two or three months in 1986, and they took the weather data from, in that part of Japan from uh, from 1986 and put it in the game so that whatever day it was, that was the weather that day, which I think is pretty amazing that they were that some they, detail. They were that they were that they had that attention to detail in the game. But anyways, what am I talking about here? Well. So a few years ago, Shenmue Three was announced. I'm sure you all know about it. There's that one video of I don't know what if it what it was Game Trailers or one of those one of those companies where the guy sees it and he just falls to the floor and screams and just like you know you think that he saw Mother Teresa. Ooh, you know the hype in video games is just out of control. But Shenmue Three has been in, in production for I think three years. Well, that's never good. It was a Kickstarter. <laughs> it's coming out on PlayStation 4 and PC, supposedly. PlayStation 4 and a half. Mm, well, that's what the Pro is, I guess. <laughs> so it got delayed. It was going to be coming out on August 27th, and now it's coming out on, on November 19th. Now, I've been following Shenmue for a couple of years now because I, I, I think I threw five bucks at the Kickstarter. Just to see the updates. <laughs> that's that's what you that's what you pledged. Yeah. Just to be able to see the updates. Just just, just so that I can go into my Gmail and just yeah. see uh, a message from Yu Suzuki and and YSnet. Five dollars. Let's like you know you're allowed to follow them on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the amount of the amount of delays that that game has gotten, I, I want to say it's been like four or five delays at this point. I think it was supposed to it was supposed to come out in 2017. That means it's gonna be really good. The thing is, they need <laughs> they need time to make the game. They didn't get a ton of money to make this game, and people have to be patient. And people are upset. I mean, there's always somebody who's upset, right? Well, I mean, you but, can't. Yeah. But we're talking about less than three months that this game is going to be delayed. And to quote, you know, the quote that everybody says that we talk about Shigeru Miyamoto, that a game that is rushed 
if it's if it's bad, it's bad forever. But a delayed game is only delayed for a little while, something like that. And, and basically, you know, if you rush out a game and it's crap, you know, what's the point when you could have waited a few more months and polished that game to the point where it could be an eight or a nine? Or you know, I want to see Shenmue four. <laughs> if if we're if we're asking them, it. if we're asking them to rush out Shenmue three and it's and it's not optimized or not optimal and the press shits all over it and gamers are pissed off and they're burning their houses down because that's what people do now. Everybody freaks out about everything, right? We're not going to get a Shenmue 4. We need to give them... This This guy, it, it, in my opinion, Yu Suzuki is probably, if not the most important man in video games, the number two most important guy in video games of all time beyond, behind Shigeru Miyamoto. And he, that's probably it because Shigeru Miyamoto has got to be number one. But Yu Suzuki is Sega's Shigeru Miyamoto, even though he's not with Sega anymore. You know, this is the guy who's responsible for for Hang On. He's the guy who's responsible for Super Hang On. For, for yeah, for Space Harrier. You know, and he's responsible for um, you know for Shenmue. You know, I mean, he's responsible for Virtua Fighter. Virtua Fighter, the, the most the most influential fighting game of all time. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest icon in video games today. Number two. Um, <laughs> you look at games like, and I know this isn't a, a classic game, but you look at games like The Last of Us. The Last of Us came out, I think, in June of 2013. But it was supposed to come out a couple of months or a few months earlier. And if you if you ever go back to when that game came out and it was it got tens, right? What the developers what the developers said is this game if it came out three months ago it would have been an eight it probably would have reviewed it an eight because we didn't have it polished the way it needed to be to give it what it needed so that it could be epic and amazing and now Last of Us Two is I'm sure I think it's close to be to coming out so we just got to be patient and give these companies time give these guys time to make it happen because it will be awesome if we just let it happen the way it needs to. I don't want to live in a world without Shenmue 4. I'm done with my rant. <laughs> and then the only only other thing I wanted to mention, and I'm sure you guys have, have, uh, have heard a lot about it, is the Genesis Mini. Um, all I can say is that, that that list of games is just full of bangers. Have you seen the list? I did. I saw all of them. You know, Alicia Dragoon. You know, Contra Hardcore. Hard Corpse. Right. <laughs> you know, Sagaya or Darius. Monster World 4. Light Crusader. You see that? They put Road Rash 2 on there, not Road Rash 3. I know, 3. I did see that. I was a little pissed. A little eh. pissed. I'm sure Road Rash 2 was bigger. And then I went on with my life. <laughs> Di- <you know. laughs> and then I went on with my life. You didn't, you didn't tweet them? No, no, no. No, you didn't write a letter? Full of hate. You didn't start a Facebook petition? Castlevania Bloodlines. If you had to go out, oh, here we go. If you had to go, and out, you added up all the money to get all these cartridges, not even, not even. If you wanted to get <laughs> one of them, if you wanted to get a setup to be able to play these games in <laughs> HD, you'd have to spend close to a thousand dollars all told. One thousand. So to be Allegedly. able to be able to play these games in HD on your TV for eighty bucks is pretty amazing and having 79.99 and having m2 the guys they were the ones who did gauntlet 4 on genesis that was their first game and now they do all the emulation for all the sega stuff um yeah originally they were gonna have at games do it 
Is that what they were going to, the Genesis yeah. Mini? And then they were like, eh-eh. They were like, well, eh-eh. I guess sometimes having <laughs> fan outcry can be helpful then. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's not all bad. But the Yak Games, you know, the Yak Games stuff is not, in my opinion, no, I, you got you got you got to appreciate it for what it is. Well, the people that reviewing it are like super Sega heads, and if you gave it to someone that j- just used to play video games back in the day, and then you just gave it to them, they'd be like, "This is amazing! This right. is awesome!" Right? I've done that. I've, I've given the I've given the Yak Games Genesis HD flashback to a friend, and he and he loves it. Like the 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 one with the HDMI and everything. H, it's the HD version oh, okay, of, the, yeah. of the flashback, and, and that he, still plays the cards and too. He, and he, not there's not a hundred percent compatibility, but it's yeah. I mean, it's for the everyday. It's, it's not for the hardcore gamer. No, that's the thing that people need to understand too. Is that like and that's these what the, the Sega just Sega except for the PlayStation one that was just abomination. Right. Well, I mean, why why you'd have the PAL releases on an NTSC anyway? Yeah, but. <laughs> All right, we're going too deep in the weeds. But anyways, <laughs> I, I just think that list is amazing. I've pre-ordered it. Did um, you really? Yep. You pre-ed? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Does Does Amazon still do the, if uh, the price goes down, they give you the better price? Yeah, they used to. They used to. They used to give you 20% off, too, when you would pre-order a game. I don't think they do that anymore. No, they don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, it's not a game. It's a whatever. No, but I'm saying anything that was video game related. Yeah. If you pre-ordered it, you got twenty percent off. The Genesis version of Tetris, the long lost Columns? No. Tetris. That's not on the system. Tetris is on the Genesis Mini. I didn't see that one. Well, you weren't looking at the right videos. <laughs> yeah, I could I... go on and on. Fantasy Star Four, Mega Man Wild. So Wars. you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm Just done. Because you could. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Let's talk about Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Finally. Alright, you ruined it. Sorry. So uh I gotta I gotta I gotta say I gotta give a little story here before we get into the games. I'm just teasing you with this. Time for me to tell a story. I have a question for you, and for everybody listening, this is gonna take us back about fourteen years. Whoa, two thousand five. Where were you and I on July eighth? 2005. That is very specific. I couldn't even tell you last year where I was on July 8th. July 8th, 2005. July 8th, 2005. What a date. Uh, Take a a nice, deep mental breath. Think about this one. Cue the Jeopardy music. (laughs) 2005. Did you hear Alex Trebek's getting better? Yes. He's improving. Um, I was so delighted. Jeez, I don't know. Were we in Willimantic somewhere? You would be very wrong. <laughs> You're in the wrong state, my friend. We were in another state? Mm-hmm. What does this have to do with Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> so on July 8th, 2005, Trenton and I were at the Tweeter Center in Mansfield, Massachusetts. Oh, was for this the for the Sounds of the, the Underground <laughs> Tour. You know we talk about this every time I like band practice that show? Really? Yeah. Because the lineup was stacked. Oh, here we go. Now who, I know why. And who did we see? Who did Guar, we see? Guar, 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 Guar. That's right. <laughs> we saw Guar. Yeah. We saw Sounds Guar. of the Underground. They, they played two songs. Well, they played more than two songs. Uh, as far as I can see, they played two songs. Now, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yep. Now, they this is it. when they brought, Um, I think they brought Paris Hilton out on the... Um, Yes. 
chained up, and I think it was uh, George Bush, too, at the time. Yes. And we saw a guy wearing a shirt that said, Jeter sucks a rod. <laughs> or a rod. Both. <laughs> so the, the <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know, Guar is a heavy metal, dark uh, costumes on stage, weird looking caterpillars, um, fake penises attached to them, like strap-ons, just wiggling around masks that look like leather face i mean just the craziest just out of control ghouls and the band was started as as a joke i mean it wasn't supposed to be like a real thing and it kind of morphed into this band that it was it was a joke i mean if you look on their wikipedia page or whatever that's what that's what it says and then they throw out like the fake blood during the concerts and they're actually really good too they are really good. It's an awesome show. The, the, I, uh, Did so they really only play two songs? They play two songs. Bring Back the Bomb and Sadama Gogo, which is an amazing <laughs> song. You got a chance to listen to Sadama Gogo. You know, interject, How do they only play two interject songs? Interject some Sadama Gogo. You need to interject some Sadama Gogo into this. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so that set list uh, for any metalheads it was uh, all that remains. But when they were still good, right? Every time well, <laughs> before they sold out. Yeah, man. Like right after their second album, man, yeah. they just totally went mainstream. <laughs> they had too much clean vocals. And that's bullshit. Phil, he sold out. <laughs> I don't care. Him and his NRA, they can all shove it. You mean they sold out because <laughs> they wanted to make money? Oh man, they're like really bad now. I'll have to play you one of their songs. It's it's rough. Whatever. It was good when we were there. Yeah. No, they were awesome. Uh Every Time I Die. Yep. A Life Once Lost. Oh man. Your boys Madball. Holy, I totally forgot Madball yep. was on that. Clutch. Oh, they're so I don't yeah. like them. Uh Opeth. Oh, ugh. Strapping Young Lad. Oh man. They were I don't really like them, but he's the man. Uh, Devil Driver. Oh, Des Ferreira. And Lamb. Devil Devil Driver. I wish I was still in Cold Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. And uh, Lamb of God. Oh man, the OGs. Yep. So pretty awesome set list. I mean. Oh yeah, you can't really top that. No, that was that was. There's a- literally like a band from like every like style of metal. For anybody who doesn't time. who doesn't know, this it was yeah, it, it kinda spanned all wasn't Poison the Well on that too though? They were on parts of the tour, but they weren't at that show. No, they were. Well it doesn't it doesn't say that they were, but I remember watching them play. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're not on the they're not on the list, but Oh. Yeah, they were because def- that was one of the reasons why I wanted to go. But yeah, I, I was definitely sh- Guar is like one of the only things I can remember from that show. Well because mm-hmm. of how <laughs> ridiculous it was yeah how amazing i think that was the first time i saw i think that was the only first and only time i saw guar and i and i was excited to see them because of the beavis and butthead games i was so excited because those were you know that's the only i mean who knew guar before at our age before playing the beavis and butthead games or from oh wait did they ever mention guar on the show i don't know so. it could have been one of the fake the one when they were talking over one of the music videos oh yeah that would be the only yeah, they definitely did it. Um, yeah, originally I thought it was the Merry Mayhem tour that we saw them, but that was that's white, Christmas. That was White yeah. Zombie, and that was. Whole, but they had 
weird things on stage too. That's why I got confused. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I started to think, mm-hmm. what is worse, cradle of filth or puddle of mud? <laughs> <laughs> For different reasons. We don't have to answer that question today. <laughs> yeah. but... That's just kind of out in the air now. <laughs> I just had to say that. Um, Beavis and Butthead. So let's start with the Genesis version. This is the one that I think you and I are more familiar with. You and I both. Is this the one that you remember playing? I remember playing kid? both. Okay, I never, I never played the Super Nintendo one. I definitely played the Sega version more than the SNES version. Okay. All right. Well, um, so the Genesis version, so the the Genesis version and Super Nintendo versions of this game were developed by two different companies. This is very much the uh, Aladdin syndrome, you know, where Aladdin was made by Virgin Interactive on Genesis. But and then it was made by Capcom on Super Nintendo. But weren't they the same game? They were not the same game. Oh, they weren't. No, they were not the same game. And we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that. But they were they were actually two different kinds of games that had similar just moment to moment gameplay. So they both have yeah, but they these both, they, these the Beavis and Bud games are completely different games. Oh, you're talking about Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin is there's similar similar types of games, yes. Yeah. But but the Beavis and Butthead games are two different genres. The uh, So the Genesis version was created by uh, Radical Entertainment, um, which was a developer. They're now owned by Activision, and they do a lot of support for Activision games. The last time, or the last recorded information that I see they worked on um, was uh, Destiny. And it was also, I just, because I remember. I, As when a support I, company. When I just grabbed it, it was published by Ballistic. What was published by Ballistic? The Sega version. Is it really? Yeah. Let me see. I remember because I remember seeing that face on it. Oh wow! Yeah. Interesting that it says ballistic because when you look up information on it, it says Viacom, Viacom News Media. Well, I mean, it, it is. Was it does publisher. have Viacom on it. So, so I don't ballistic know. must have helped out in some respect, maybe manufacturing the cartridges or something like that. Odd, um, right? Ballistic would be that. And it's funny because ballistic usually had those fatter, chunkier cartridges, like hardball. Yeah, if you open it up, that's what it that's what the case is for. Oh right. So the case is for the bigger almost like think of like the EA sports um or any EA game. Yeah, they had the wider uh, cartridge the, holder inside the case. Right. Right. So that would have been um Turrican would have been one of those games. Winter Challenge, Test Drive, right, those are ballistic games or Accolade. They're yeah, they same, came in same, the box. Same, same they came company. in the like the the heavy duty cardboard box. Right. Right. Um Interesting. Yeah, I didn't see anything on that, so that's that's some good information. And then, so they actually did, um, they did the Simpsons games, the Simpsons Road Rage, which was like a oh on PlayStation, PS2, uh, PS2, uh, which I think Road Rage is more of like a crazy taxi type of game. Yeah. Yup. And then uh, they also did Simpsons Hit and Run. Shout out to Simpsons Hit and Run. Who, I don't know if you've played that game, but when I was in college, my buddy Paul, uh, my roommate, got it for his PC. And so, um, yeah, I would basically watch him play, and it, it it was at the time when open world was kind of like blew not your, so open. No, it blew your mind. <laughs> yeah, that a game a game was not just kind of point to point, or there were games that were like it's a, it's a fully realized world, but there were basically they were just boxes, they were just rooms that you went from one spot to another. Yeah. You know, think of like Silent Hill or like like Resident sand, Evil. They call them sandbox games so, now. Yeah, so it was, it was, yeah, was, you know, play in your sandbox. It's just an open world game. Yeah. And 
you know, to see, to see like Springfield and to see it realized as much as it was. And it's like, I can just like walk through the whole town. It was, it was amazing, you know, mind blowing. It was, it was their version of GTA three, basically. You know, they took the GTA three model of, you know, missions based in this entire world. Um, and it was a great game. You know, Radical did a really good job with it. They did um, the Scarface, The World is Yours, which is the PS2, Wii game, Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Sort of like a GTA. Um, which I think Scarface is the only, one of the only Xbox original games that plays in 1080i. I know you don't care the about that. The more you know. I know you don't care about that, but <laughs> I remember seeing that. I, you know, that's impressive for them to be able to do that with that game. That, uh, another game, Scarface, another another like seven, you know, or an eight, you know, a game that yeah. you wouldn't think about, but if you pick it up and play it, a lot of fun. I was at I was at Goodwill the other day and I picked up G Force, the Disney movie game for Wii. Oh, you actually bought that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. No, I bought it. Oh. And that game got sevens. Oh. And I picked it up. I, I, I only played like the tutorial and like the first level. A lot of fun, you know? All right. Play more sevens, guys. <laughs> just as long as it's not Assassin's Creed, because then you're just playing a boring seven. <laughs> you're playing a seven that the reviewer is giving a seven because they feel bad and they don't want to be lambasted if they give it a five, <laughs> because you can't you can't you know be brave anymore and go out on a limb and just say how you really feel. Just saying, not saying, just saying. Hmm. Um, and then they also did the NHL Power Play games back in the day. NHL Power Play '96. Oh, oh, ninety. Oh, geez. NHL Power Play '96, which came out on PlayStation, Saturn, and PC, I think. And then they also so in 1997, Sega came to them and said, "We want you to do us, you know, uh, a hockey game." And like, well, we can't bring Power Play because they're not going to let us do that. You guys have nobody's playing your system. So, <laughs> lots of confidence. So Sega, Sega was like, "Well, we don't care. We like the game that you make. We want you to put it on our system." So they took NHL Power Play 1998 and 1997, reskinned it, and called it NHL All-Star Hockey 98 and put it on Saturn. It's the same exact game. Oh, man. As the one on PlayStation. Same exact game. Just totally reskinned with, with Sega stuff. Scared them out of their skins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, you know that's a little bit about about uh, Radical Entertainment. Now, the game itself is an adventure game, sort of in the vein of a lot of the Tim Schafer PC games like uh, Grim Fandango or Day of the Tentacle or oh, Secret of Monkey Island. It's it's your your in, Wait, you're uh, in different... Day of the Tentacle. Uh, is uh, Maniac Mansion? Maniac Mansion, exactly. You know so... what's funny? I just sold both of those games on really? eBay. Grim Fandango last week, and then I just sold... Like the a, original big box? Yeah. Oh, wow. I found the big box at Goodwill. It didn't have the Grim Fandango game in it. It had uh, Maniac Mansion Day of the Tentacle in it. So it had two games in it? No, it didn't have Grim Fandango no, in I'm it. No, I'm saying it had it had Maniac Mansion and Day of the no, Tentacle? No, well, Day of the They're Tentacle two different is, games. No, Maniac Mansion 2, Day of the Tentacle. That's what the oh, full, oh, oh, the that's full what, title. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. And it had all the booklets and everything for Grim Fandango. Interesting. So I I bought a copy of Grim Fandango on eBay for ten bucks, and and oh the box was only a dollar, <laughs> with everything oh, of in it. 
So I sold that for 45 and then I just sold Day of the Tentacle, just the booklet and the disc for 25 Oh, cool. It's full circle, the man. treasure that you can find. I know. It's like my monster magnet comment from last, <laughs> last podcast. Um, but yeah, so so it's a it's an, more of an adventure style game, but it's not as... Oh, as I don't know if it's an adventure. <laughs> well, it's not as insane. It's not as insane as those games are or, or obtuse as those are. And there's not as much, it's not as involved in terms of the different things you have to do. It's pretty clear when you're in the game that, you know, there's something you might have to pick up and manipulate and bring it over to something else. But it's not like you're going to be staring at a screen for four hours and wondering how to put the puzzle together to make the whole scene work. I mean, it's still a little rough. It's, you know, when we when I was younger, we needed a guide. Which, oh, yeah. No, no shame in that. No shame in that. I need a guide for a lot of games. Well, I needed a guide. We just didn't have one. You needed a guy or a guide? A guide. Oh, a guide. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and so basically, the the story is Beavis and Butthead buy these tickets to go see... Guar, guar, guar. And uh, this rabid little doggy, this white little doggy, uh, comes up and chews, the, chews them out, spits them out, and then uh, the next door neighbor comes with his lawnmower and all the pieces get like I know, don't you hate when that around. happens? I just I hate that. You know, you you go down <laughs> to the ticket master at your local Filene's. I know. And then you, you wait in tickets, line. You know, you're going to go finally see, get them. You're going to go see Seven Dust. Right. And you walk outside, a dog comes up, bites your tickets, chews them up, and then some guy comes in a John Deere <laughs> and crunches them up and they fly in the air, go all over town, and then you got to try to find the individual pieces. Yeah, and they end up in like the fryer. Yeah. It's so weird. Or some guy's jacket. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you're going around <laughs> to the different pieces, you know, different areas of town. You're going to the hospital. You're going to the burger joint. You know, you're going to all, all these different parts of town, and you're trying to get these little pieces. And I think there might be eight pieces that you need. I'm just spitballing here. And you have to, to so it's like eight different missions you have to go on to get the tickets before the final event. Which they would never allow if you brought like a shredded up ticket. Oh, to an event. Here, here's my ticket. <laughs> they wouldn't. All, they wouldn't let you go. It's in? all glued together and taped. Oh, because it's got to be all. It's got to be together. <laughs> I would think so. Well, now, well, it, luckily, nowadays you don't, it's on your phone. Yeah, you, you don't, don't even have ticket. to worry about it. But man, back in the day, you needed those SOL. Tickets. <laughs> I know. No ticket, no entry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so in that in that way, it's more of like an adventure game. Now there are um, action segments where. You know, something might be attacking you or chasing you. <laughs> oh, you mean everything attacking you? Yeah, and there's, <laughs> you know, there's, there's things you have to avoid. So it's at least it's not like Bart's nightmare. Or so that's. <laughs> what, I was actually going to mention Bart's, Bart's nightmare. Really? Were you we, when we talk when we talk about the SNES version? Oh, okay. So um, yeah, so it's you know, there's I, I so the story that I have about this game is. Uh, probably in 1996 or 97, probably 96, um, I slept over at my buddy Josh Narkowitz's house. And just to give you a little background, um, Josh was the kid that he was like the he was like the rich kid in town who got literally everything. I hope somebody he listens to this. I hope so. Well, there's nothing I'm saying on here that he wouldn't agree with. <laughs> You know, I talked in one of our previous episodes. I talked about how you know when I was a kid, I had like a Hershey truck, a dinosaur, and a, a Leonardo doll that I got from the 
lost and found at school. Man, you can start your, your own like Captain America team with yeah. those ones. It's like the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, those are like the X-Mutants. Yeah. <laughs> the knockoff. They made an X-Mutants <laughs> game on Genesis. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I remember the first time I went over to Josh's house, and he had like this this entry sort of like barn area to his house. His house was kind of interesting, but it was like a... I went over there once. Yeah, it was. It, I don't know how to describe it. It was. It was like before you came in the house, there was this entire massive room, but it was just filled with like toys. I mean, the entire room was lined with like monster trucks galore. He had like he had like fifty monster trucks, <laughs> just like all piled up. I'm like twenty seven variations of Gravedigger. Bl- <laughs> Gravedigger was his. Fa- I think his favorite. Nah, that was everyone's favorite. Yeah. Well, I was a Bigfoot guy. Yeah, you would be. I love the Bigfoot <laughs> classic. But it was like I didn't even know what to think when he overload, overload. Um, and you know, Josh, man, he was a troublemaker. You know, he always did shit to piss his dad off. You know, I remember we because <laughs> he got whatever he wanted, and he was just like, you know, yeah, I can get. He got every baseball card that he wanted. I remember going down to Higher Power Hobbies, and he would just look in the case of all these expensive, uh, you know, baseball cards, you know, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, uh, you know, whatever the, 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 the year was Fleer signature edition, you know, and he'd be like, yeah, that's what I want. You know, it's the gold, the gold plated one. Yeah. hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I got it. Um, and I just remember him, <laughs> we were in the kitchen one time and he had his boom box and he's just like, Hey dad, listen to this. And it was Onyx, the band back to fuck up. It was, Back the fuck up, yo! Back the, and his dad, his dad was like, you know, his, his dad would just like scream, you know, what the hell is this shit, you know? And Josh just sat there and smiled at him, <laughs> like, you can't do anything to me, old man, you know. He just, he just literally bla- let the boys be boys. He just, Slam! He, he just blared it. Da, 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 da. Josh was the only guy that I knew that had a Sega CD. Yeah, I don't know anyone that had a Sega CD besides. Oh, I had one, but that was after it had already peaked, and yeah. He had crisscross and um, make your own video. He had, he had the make your own video, and he had you know obviously sewer shark. So I, I didn't know what to think when he had it. I was just like, what? yeah, cool console, man. You know, <laughs> must stick to Madden. <laughs> and um, and he had Beavis and Butthead for for the Genesis. So you know we were friends, you know, all throughout you know grade school, and um, and high school. And uh, I can remember going over to his house, and uh, we were just like, we got to get through this game. Like, we got to get through Beavis and Butthead. And at that time, I think GameFAQs was, like, just getting started or was around. The website? Yeah. Oh, man. Game FAQs? Yeah, where it was just just all the text with everything. Yeah, but it, whatever. No, I know. I downloaded my Resident Evil 2 guide that way. That was in 98. Oh, man. I think I had. I made a cover. I made, a, I made like, like, I bound it. I, like, three-hole punched it. And I made a cover, and I, I I drew my drawing sucks, but I drew like a like a tongue, like ripped out, you know, with oh. blood, like blood everywhere. I kind of did, <laughs> kind of. I think I printed out all the move sets for like WWF Attitude, of course or you, of course you did, or the the first or WWF. I think it was just Raw or whatever it was on sixty on sixty four. I printed out I think all the move sets from Game Facts, and I printed them like each with a little uh, printout picture of each character. Nice. And I put it in my notebook with the with the plastic sleeves, yeah. so it wouldn't get damaged. Hardcore. And I'm just like sitting there playing by myself, like flipping through the book so I can remember the the moves. Don't Yikes. you just wish we could go back? <laughs> 
to a simpler I'm time. I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. So we, we um, you know, and, and it's one of those things where, okay, we were using a guide, but. I just remember it was, printed, it was like 80 sheets of paper. Yeah. And it would take forever. It, it was. It was like a dot matrix. <laughs> There's like, three lines of text. The page would come out like an inch at a time. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it would just like it would slowly. Holy You'd be shit. like, all right, I'm going to go go to Dairy Queen. And when, I be, when I'm back. Then I can beat the game. Yeah. PC load letter. <laughs> what the heck does that mean? Um, Office-based reference, everybody. And uh, so we, we played through the game. And um, I just remember us having a lot of fun getting through each segment and just like tiptoeing through everything. With the guide. You know, with the guide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just trying to make sure we didn't screw anything up. Because if you die in that game... It's over. You're done. That's it. No you guar. Got, you no gotta, fun. You got to start over. And <laughs> you better hope the dog doesn't come by and rip a cord out of the Genesis. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember how many times we had the Genesis hooked up and somebody would freaking just step right on the RF cord and just snag that thing right out of you. And then you hear, Damn, on the RF cord? That's all we had. I know. I like never, behind I, the TV, though. I never had a comp. No, no, no. But the Genesis was in the middle of the floor. Oh. Yeah. And well, people were walking over it. That's a you problem. Uh, well, it was my buddy Matt's <laughs> house, so it wasn't really a me problem. But, you know, when you're halfway through Ghouls and Ghosts and, you know, somebody trips over the cord, you tend not to. Sucks to be you. Yeah, you know. But it was probably like his mom, and she's like, eh, start it over. You know? <laughs> yeah. You go outside. You, yeah, go outside. You kids and your <laughs> damn games. So, anyways, it was it was still a lot of fun. I remember seeing Guar at the end, and it was it was very satisfying. We had a lot of fun with it. So I'm interested to see how it plays, and and if my memories kind of yeah, because back support. back then, like we didn't really know about oh the controls on this are too floaty. That was never a thing. The controls are. Uh, they're too, you know, they're too hard and this, that, and Beavis and they... Butthead's voices don't really match the show. <laughs> they're way better on the SNES version. We like never, we never said SNES. <laughs> we still don't. We know we never said SNES. <laughs> we don't. I was we gonna, don't take kindly to I those was gonna, people. I was almost. Uh, we were going too long in the beginning, but I almost was going to talk about NES versus NES because one of my, you know, kind of best friends in the trade. Um, is millennial gamer ninety one on on uh, Instagram? Yeah, and he um he said Ness the other day, and I was like, and you backhand? I was him. like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! St- cut the music! Cut the music! And I, I yeah, I kind of I felt bad afterwards because I was like, I shouldn't interject myself that way. Eh, you know, you know, if you're right, you're right. But I was looking at there's a whole string if you go on YouTube of just just Nintendo commercials and repeatedly and. And have about a third of the commercials where they don't say Nintendo Entertainment System, they say get it for your NES because NES is already the acronym. You know, I'm that's ta- how it's pronounced. So I'm ta- now say it right. So I'm talking about it now. <laughs> I mean, if you look at EGM, even in EGM when they were talking about it, it would be NES with the dots. Well, and every that's yeah. Well, if you go on retromags.com, you can download the old EGMs. Yeah. You know. So, anyways. Rant I, over. Yeah, yeah. Rant over. <laughs> uh, um, oh, no. Well, oh, yeah. What I was saying is that we didn't re- we didn't understand, like, controls or anything. We just thought the game was hard. Right. And it, not that the game was bad or terrible. It was just a difficult game. 
that's how I remember Beavis and Butthead. Right. As just being uh, like I I love to play it, but it was hard. And I if it was re- if it was re- reviewed today, they would just say it's a terrible game. Right. The control suck. This that blah blah blah. But they would probably say that about Road Rash sixty four too. They'd probably say <laughs> just about like every game back then. You know. But um, yeah, I mean, you got used to the controls. You you know, it was one of those games where okay, you died and you had to start over, but. You wanted to start over. It's, yeah, it's one of those and games. And it's not long enough. It's only about a half an hour long. So it's not like... <laughs> but it seemed like forever. It, did, it, did. it really did seem like... Because you know why? Is because when you didn't have a guide and you were playing that game... Yeah, you were, no clue what's going were, on. You were, I mean, yeah. I mean, you were sitting on screens the whole time. So, what, what do I pick up? Where do I put it? Now, it probably is a little bit easier to figure out now. Yeah. But I'm also... I mean, I'm kind of, you know... I mean, I'm, we did... I'm, 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 we I'm, played I'm poisoned it. a little bit because I've already seen, like gameplay footage and, I've, and i and i you will have a guide with us yeah i don't know if you remember but we played it like six or seven years ago when i was in cheshire no and we I don't pulled, remember you don't remember no we, yeah we we uh we pulled up the game you don't remember us playing turtles yeah in my apartment, so <laughs> we pulled up the game facts on my computer and we beat it and i was just like wow this was pretty quick because we you know knew what we had to do put where and what and did all that you don't remember playing was it, that? Was I drinking a lot of Red Dog beer? <laughs> did, I, did I black yeah, it wasn't, out? It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Yeah. And I was in Cheshire. Six or seven years ago. Yeah, because that's when I was there. It was like 2011, 2012. Huh. And I pulled up the game facts, and we literally followed it like line by line on like what to do. Wow. Sweet. Yeah. That was the first time I ever beat it, too. Match made in heaven. Yeah. Cause my friend had it back in the day. My friend Johnny, he had it, and that's where I, that's where we would play it. And Johnny I just, Z, is this, this Johnny Z, Zabore, yeah. He was the one that had it, and we I just remember playing it. We thought it was amazing, cause it literally looked just like the the cartoon. It had like the big characters. I mean, there wasn't like crazy detail, but everything that was in it was literally like ripped from the show. No, I know. And we were we were the Super Nintendo one looks a little bit be- a little bit better. Like the characters, like Beavis and Butthead themselves, look uh, a little know. bit more like Beavis and Butthead. Nah, I guess I don't know. We'll we'll see when we play it. But I've just looked allegedly. At game, I've looked at game fo- gameplay footage and it, they, but it's not because the Genesis couldn't do it. It's just because whoever drew it for that game just wasn't as good at drawing the two characters, and they were okay with it. You know, but um, so how? Wait, you were saying when you played with Johnny. Do you remember how far you guys got? Oh, uh, I no, I just I don't. I want to. I do remember getting to the the concert. Really? But you the you had to beat the you had to like. I remember you had to like go backstage. Yeah. That was like the final. We had to like get across the stage. I think like go above, or you had to like you had to knock one of those like sandbags, onto um like the security I, I or think something so, like that. Because in the. I was looking at gameplay footage, and you have to do, you have to go backstage in the Super Nintendo version. So I'm, I don't want to say yes, but I think I remember that it being that way. I at least remember getting, at least getting to the concert. Mm. <laughs> but this well, was you like, get your tickets though. I mean, if you if you make the tickets, up, but you have unless I'm getting them confused between the Super Nintendo one and the Genesis one. I'm almost positive in the Genesis one. Let's try to get through the Genesis <laughs> version. I, I bet you we can try to get through it. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> but that was back then. I, I think we it was just like trial and error. Oh, and on what to on do? some of the stuff, yeah, because you have to like get something, then go to a different hold, told different place. Yeah, I well, just like, the, like, one of the things was you know you had to put like the the rat in the fryer. Yeah, so you, right? you so you get the you get the rat 
and at Burger World. Yep, and um, you get the rat with the French fries, and you give it to the guy, and he, he throws it up, right? Um, so he eats. He, he, <laughs> Something he, like that. He shovels the the fries and the rat down. I think he just eats them, and then he he leaves, and he leaves behind a piece of the ticket. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. So you so you grab a, you grab the piece of the ticket, and then there's a rotten like there's a rotten burger over by the dumpster and you eat that and that's what allows you to get into the hospital. Yep, yeah. And then there's a like there's a piece in the hospital. I think the big the big fat guy is chasing you in the hospital and when you get to the end where the stairs are, there's a piece there. Like there's these challenges that you have to do. But even to get from place to place, there might be a puzzle just to get there. And then I think then you had to bring it back to the house and put it on the wall yeah. with the other tickets. Yep. <laughs> but see we we talked about the, the you know if you die but you do get a password yeah so every time you get a piece you get a password it's a little dilapidated but you do get it yeah so i mean if you do die you can always continue from where you're at so it's not like you necessarily have to start from the very very beginning yeah you know um which is helpful that you can do that i bet you we can just rip the passwords offline you know <laughs> just grab them just yeah. just to be able to see every part of it um Let's move on to the Super Nintendo one. I think what I want do you, do you want to discuss these two and then we'll and then we'll just play them both. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I think we should do. So the Super Nintendo version, which you get, like you you, know, you can tell your story eventually, but um, I never I never had any experience with it. I just watched a video of it the other day. That was created by uh, a company called Real Time Associates. And <laughs> that sounds like a lawyer company. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What was the other one? Uh, uh, Pacific one from... Coast Light and Power <laughs> yeah. for, created Road Rash sixty four. <laughs> Sounds legit. Yeah. Um, so this was they were like a port house. This company, Real Time Associates, they they ported um, NBA Live ninety seven and ninety eight to who could forget to Sega Saturn. Mm-hmm. They ported uh, Gex two. Ooh. Enter the Gecko. I think it was Enter the Gecko to yeah. to uh, they made Gex sixty four. Oh, with the Stone Cold pose. Sure. You don't remember the front cover of Gex 64? It's sitting right over there. Yeah, isn't he posed like this? Like Stone Cold? Uh, with I the fingers up? I don't know. Let's take a look. Hold on. This is Say great. something. He has great podcasting. Everyone can see it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to the game collection. Oh, no. It's Mission or James Bond, right? You might be talking about Deep Cover Gecko, which is the the third one. It could be. There's definitely a Gex where he's like, unless maybe it was just like an uh, advertisement where it he's he's like posed like Stone Cold on the ropes and he's got the vet, the black vest on like Stone Cold. Oh, okay. It probably is just one of the like a Game Pro advertisement. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so they did they did uh, Gex sixty four, which is a comparable port. I mean, it's it's not as good as Gex for PlayStation one, but that was more of a constraint of the the cartridge medium to be able to get everything on there so it's there's not there's not as much voice there's not as much sound you know there's more more of the looping tracks it doesn't play the full yeah the full music um they did um i think the console ports of crusader no remorse which is that isometric action uh puzzle game where you're kind of running through your that red soldier looking guy and you're just basically mowing down foes through a building creating explosions 
um, and whatnot. And then they also did um, they did the Super Nintendo version of Captain America and the Avengers. Captain America. We haven't played that one, but we've played the Genesis one. That one's decent. Yeah. Pretty good. More. Uh, that was a Data East game, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I believe so. They did Maniac Mansion for the Nintendo. Ooh, a gem. Mm-hmm. Their only original creation that I could find was Bug One and Bug Two for the Sega Saturn. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not making this stuff up, guys. As much as you know, we're Sega, he- you know, fans, and I'm a Sega Saturn head. Oh, hold on. I just want to interrupt you. Sure, go ahead. So yeah, the the front cover of Gex Three Enter the Gecko is deep, the one where he's posed deep as deep cover Gecko. Yeah, the one where he's posed as Stone Cold on the uh, turnbuckle. That's amazing. And it says Gex Three Sixteen on need, his jacket. We, we need to get we need to get Gex Three. That looks amazing. I know it's not as good <laughs> as the original Gex. Yeah, but I I think Gex Sixty Four is a fun another seven. <laughs> Another game that's worth playing that wasn't Sam-phone. that wasn't heralded back in its time. I would say get the PS1 version. I think that's the better version of the two. A little bit crisper. Um, so the SNES version of Beavis and Butthead is more of a side-scrolling action game. In fact, that's pretty... Co-op, too. You can play co-op. And it's more of a... How do I call it? It's an obstacle avoidance game. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really, it's not a platform. Avoid everything. You're literally just trying to get through the levels and not get hit by foes and basketballs and all this other crap. And there's typically like two parts to a level. There's like a bottom floor and a top floor. or It's a power and, bottom and floor. And there's always, there's always a boss at the end that's either throwing things or... You know. <laughs> just throwing hot dogs at yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> just one on top. You know, there's there's one where they're they're playing chicken. There's like you know one guy on top of another. Yeah, the mount, the baseball bat with it, like with the, the boxing base- glove yeah, on it. Yeah, and they're fighting each other. So it's your basic. I what I don't understand about the game is how it relates to Guar, because <laughs> the Genesis version has. And I, I don't want to go too far into critiques, but. The Genesis version has like the storyline of when you know you're you, you, they buy the tickets and then they get chewed up. From what I could see from the Super Nintendo version, you just kind of get thrown into these side-scrolling levels, and you end up backstage at Guar. I think I think they see a commercial for the for the concert and they want to go, but then it just kind of thrusts you into the game. There's no tickets to get or gather at the end of a level. You don't beat a boss and get a piece of the ticket. You're just kind of playing levels, and then you end up at the concert. That's the way it should be. <laughs> I honestly don't remember that at all. I remember playing it. I don't remember what like yeah. what the story was to the I could, the, I could to the be game. wrong. Maybe the person who was playing that the playthrough was on YouTube did not show more of the story, but it just seemed like it was... And that's why we bought it. Remember, these are two different companies developing a game. They were both told, okay... This game is supposed to be these two guys. They want to go to this this concert, make a game out of it, and they both companies made it in their own their own way. They kind of had the same starting point, and then they said, "Go ahead," which is kind of incredible to think that they would do that. But mm. you know, today you would never have a game come out on two different systems that is completely different. It just would never happen. You know, I couldn't even like think of a game. That came out 
You like GTA? Like on Xbox One is like just a completely different game than like PS4. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and GTA for for PS4 you're playing, you know, the the open world game, and the Xbox One you're flipping burgers. Yeah, it's just yeah. a puzzle game. It's just a puzzle game. It's just, it's like Burger Time. It's just Burger Time, and you play you play as like the main the main guy. What's the what's the uh, he looks like, like Ray Liotta, like Peter Pepper, or Mr. Pepper, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Oh, the chef on um, Burger Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great game, huh? Would you say Burger Time is a seven? Another or? seven. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, there, there wasn't you know too much about these games. They came out. Um, we were taking a look on uh, some of the the old forums, and we found that. Uh, the Genesis version came out a few weeks early. It came out in it came out in October of ninety four. Trying to get that one up on it. SNES came out. Uh, the version came out in November, so they were pretty close. Nineteen ninety four was like right in the middle of Beavis and Butthead. You know, like the oh, it was a thing. Like the it was like a phenomenon. Ninety four, ninety five was like yeah. People don't remember it was like it. The, I guess the prequel, the prequel, the beginning, right before South Park took over. South Park was 97? Yeah, when it kind of got, when it, yeah, when it first, like, debuted. Mm. Beavis and Butthead was, was wild. Did Ren and Stimpy come out before Beavis and Butthead? Because I get a lot of the same sort of... Mm, I guess kind of the, the style of humor. Like, Ren and Stimpy was still kind of more a, adult-based even though it was on Nickelodeon like somewhere and it between, was for kids. Like somewhere between Spongebob and Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I guess that'd be right because it wasn't like anything offensive or it was just kind of stupid, Ryan and Stimpy. Not to say that <laughs> Beavis and Butthead wasn't stupid. Well, the Ren and Stimpy, Ren, there's a Ren and Stimpy game for the 16-bit consoles. I know it's on Genesis. Mm-hmm. And, and it's actually pretty good. It is it is a good game and, and it, it kind of reminds me just in the movement it kind of reminds me of Beavis and Butthead a little bit. Yeah. You know, and the shows remind me of themselves as well, so. Yeah, because we, we were obsessed with Beavis and Butthead back in the day. And I, it was. I didn't enjoy the. I did not enjoy the. Don't say you didn't enjoy the movie. Oh, no, the movie's amazing. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't enjoy during the episodes when they would have the music videos. I thought it was kind of. Oh, like, see, I, like, I love that part. See, that's what everyone loved about it. I thought that they were stupid. Uh, I was like, like their their jokes really weren't funny to me. At least I didn't get them. I don't know why. Yeah. But I always liked like the cartoon of it. You know, of them going out and doing something because they were so. You know. I kind of, well, I mean, you know, it was back then. I liked it because it was different. They were morons. There was, was no just, other cartoon was... where they would watch music videos and critique them, or and then you know, because they were all, I, they were pretty much terrible, always terrible music videos. No, not all of them. So they did Most all, of them mo- were terrible music videos. <laughs> no. You know? And they had a lot of heavy metal stuff. Yeah. It was pretty much all like rock and metal. I think it's just like your taste. I think if I watched them today, I probably would laugh a lot more at the music video portion. Oh. Than I did I mean, back it, then. I don't think I just, I mean, I was like 10. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, a lot of that stuff probably went over my head. Yeah. I mean, my, I, we got into Beavis and Butthead and my uncle was into Beavis and Butthead back then too. Hmm. And I, it, it was hard to watch. I mean, Beavis and Bud was only on late at night, and it didn't air. Mm-hmm. It didn't air too often. It, MTV, I think it was usually on at like eleven or something like that, and it would only be on once a week. I do, I do remember when they they did marathons. Yep. 
Oh man. Yep. I was, just, I was at Jesse Clark's house and we would just watch go. like four hours straight of Beavis yep. and Butt dying. Mo- Mountain Dew, pizza, <laughs> popcorn. Like dying, laughing, almost like crying from the show of like because it was so funny. It doesn't. It honestly doesn't really hold up though. No. It's one of those shows where you still watch and you like it because you used to love it so much. But only if you it's were not, watching yeah, it. Like, I don't think you, you couldn't. Uh, you, I don't think someone new could watch it now. And especially because. But what about, what about Beavis and Butthead Do America? Because I think that, that could still be funny. Yeah, I mean. I'm going out on a limb there. But I, I, I that, that movie was amazing. In terms of, yeah, of, of a movie, it was really well put together with all the, like the music stuff and the, the hallucination scene and everything. Yeah. But I mean, it's still like the show. It's kind of just one of those you had to be, you had to be there. there during that time period because you didn't really have anything else to compare it to. Because mm. like S- South Park took that and just they took it to another level. So everyone's seen South Park. You can't really go back and like if someone new never heard of Beavis and Butthead went and watched it, they'd be like, "This is this is yeah, this is stupid." Yeah, kind of the same with like pretty much everything, even music or wrestling there's, there's an evolution like you know if you were you grew up watching wrestling in the 90s the attitude era and then someone told you to go back to the 70s and watch wrestling then you'd be like this i don't get it yeah, it it's doesn't... it's boring <laughs> well i've tried and it's it's hard it's, it's tough <laughs> for what to watch Beavis and bud or you're talking no, about I'm just... re- wrestling to oh. watch like stuff from the 70s it's just like but during then, it was like amazing if you were in that if time you were period, in, yeah. Because you didn't have anything else to compare it to. I, I'll watch that stuff if I want to see like a wrestler that I knew that was around in the '80s and the '90s. But I, yeah, but you're not really watching it for like you're not gonna enjoy it really. You're just kind of seeing what it was right. back then. Right. You want to watch like Hulk Hogan in his blue trunks being the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, or in his like white trunks before yeah. the he's a real American. Yeah, so I think it's uh, about time for us to pop these suckers in. Time to play some games. And um, and then come back and kind of give you our thoughts coming away from our experiences with them. Oh, I didn't ask you. Ooh. Oh. I didn't, we, didn't, we didn't talk about. Did we talk about your experience with the SNES game, though? Mm. You said you played it. as. I did play it. It was funny because yeah. the two friends I played the Beavis and Butthead games with lived like three houses down from each oh, other. Oh, that's funny. Johnny played the Genesis one, and then my friend Justin Donato had his Super Nintendo version. Did all of you guys live like? They lived on the same. They lived on the in, same street, three houses down. You had like six friends on that road. <laughs> no, I only had two. Well, actually, well, Nick lived like right up the street, but Matt, it wasn't the same. Matt street was across the street from me on Mansfield right. Ave, and Jesse Clark lived down the street yep. on the other end, and Tim lived in across the street from Matt. Wow. <laughs> It was a tight knit group, I, I and know. Josh Shahansky lived right over, like around the I corner mean, who, who, too. Forget, forget Josh. I mean, <laughs> he blew it up in high school. And then later on, and then Pat Gilday lived right next to Jesse Clark. And then you realize that most of our listeners have no idea <laughs> what the hell you're talking about, right? Yeah, but they can relate because they probably have friends that they grew up and they, they everyone lived right. We we all didn't live in Columbia on a dead end road. <laughs> I lived on a cul de sac, but a similar thing though. Similar thing. We know we had. But you couldn't, you, you weren't, you couldn't like walk down the street to your friend's house, really. You yeah, good. Who? Well, Matt Phillips was across the way. Right? Oh, he was my next door neighbor. You just made that person up. Matt Phillips, <laughs> the guy who introduced me to Sega Master System, who I've talked the about. Matt Phillips. <laughs> we had uh, we had Steve, Andy, and Paul Haas. They were living down on the left. 
We had Jesse Daly. All right, now we're now we're getting out of control. Now we're just making up names. And then Nate Kitchen How lived about- on Cards Mills Road, right down the way. <laughs> I mean, it was it, you know there was there it was like a posse, you know, it was like the Warriors walking down the street. Yeah, in Columbia. Yeah, the hardest, the mean streets, the of soccer crew. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you have nothing more to say about the Super <laughs> Nintendo version of Beavis and Butthead. Let's uh, let us put these uh, these titles in, and uh, we'll come back and give you guys our our thoughts on uh, on these classic titles. Our thoughts and prayers. Be back soon. This portion of our show has been brought to you by. Prepare yourself for combat. Mortal Kombat action figures. Fight for right in your own tournament of champions. Liu Kang. Johnny Cage. Raiden. Get over here. Sub-Zero, Reptile in the Dragon MK1, Kino on the Combat Cycle, Mortal Kombat, it's not just a game anymore, Mortal Kombat action figures, Combat Cycle comes with Kano, Dragon MK1 comes with Reptile. Hey, slow down, what do you want from me, cause he's doing it perfectly, got all that glitter on his face. Yeah, all lathered up with like uh, rain, no. rainbow paint on his eyes. I don't even know who we're talking about. Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Yeah, isn't he the dude who does that song? I don't know. Come on. I don't know who it is. I know the song. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? You know you you love it. You sing it all the time. He was he was on uh he was American a, Idol. I think so. Mm-hmm. One of those. Him so Beavis and Butthead, huh? Him and Scott Stapp could get together and lather each other up and just look at each other in the mirror, talk about how amazing they are. That sounds like one of those uh, paid subscription sites you have to go to to watch that. Voyeurism? <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, so these two games are a piece of pile of fucking dog shit. Throw them in the trash and fucking move on to something else. No. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh... I don't know. Do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> so we played. He's so bewildered. We played the Genesis version. I first. wouldn't exactly say we played it. We uh, <laughs> we looked online and followed the instructions on what to do. You know, it's not really like playing it. It's just you you're just doing what it tells you to do to right. finish the game. Right. But how is that? How is that any different from Resident Evil? <laughs> When you, uh, when, you, when you follow a guide from Resident Evil. Oh, because Resident Evil is a way better game, <laughs> I guess. What I can say is that as we were going through those segments and as I was kind of like telling you what to do, it brought me back to like when I was 14. And, <laughs> and you would like get together with one of your buddies and you would be like, okay, you know, we're, we're getting this game. We're going to play it together. You know, you... you if you tell me what to do, I'll I'll be the one controlling the maybe yeah. switch off and you can control. It just brought me back to that, which is kind of cool because it made me it reminded me of getting together with one of your friends and playing through a game at night, you know. Stay, yeah. Staying up to like two in the morning and, you know, going into the kitchen because his mom made some peanut butter balls and just, you know Peanut butter balls. Ooh, wow. Yeah, like you know, it's like um Yeah, I know what they are. You know, you, you know, balled up peanut butter and stuff. Well, and speaking cereal. of balled up peanut butter. So he's <laughs> when I would stay what? home, like as a kid on the weekends, they used to have the nutter butter bites. Yeah, yeah. 
they were like a smaller they weren't like a big box like compared to like other cook they were usually like a smaller box but pretty decent sized box so this was when like you know snick was a thing and like you know all that was on can we get into like a sexual i remember thing? i remember staying at home <laughs> when i would stay home which was pretty much all the time who didn't love snick man? when you're like eight or nine and what I would do, this is so you weird. You watch the Munsters on, like, remember how they had, oh, like, their geez. summer thing? Yeah. And you'd watch, like, seven episodes of them straight in a row. So I would take, oh, man. So <laughs> I'd take the whole box of Nutter Butter Bites. Oh, God. And, you know, you you know, like an Oreo, you'd split them. Like, you'd, you'd take one side Twists. off. Do a little twist. So this one, I would, I would eat all the cookie parts and save all the peanut butter. Oh my god! And make one peanut butter ball. Oh my god! And then eat the peanut butter ball at the end with the whole <laughs> box of nutter butter bites. You eat a whole box of nutter butter bites in one night? Yeah. You know, take a little while. So you like eat them like an Oreo. You'd scrape the peanut butter off, but I'd like. So that's the why you look the way that you did in high school. <laughs> I'd save it, and it would just be like, <laughs> it just be like the size of a golf ball, and it'd just be a peanut butter ball, and you're like, hell yeah, let's yeah, do good, this. Good. I got the whole peanut butter together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you hit the jackpot. Uh, probably the only person that did that. Probably. Probably. But I mean, it's it's special. Hey. <laughs> Were you playing Beavis and Butthead as you were <laughs> no, doing this? But you're talking about peanut butter balls, and yeah. obviously I remember that. Jake Kalupski's mom used to make peanut butter balls and like cover them in chocolate, you know. Oh. Mm. And Jake and I played through Silent Hill. We played through Resident Evil Two. We were up to like four thirty in the morning one time, and he's like, "Can we go to bed, please?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "We're I'm like we're at the last boss. We were on the second disc. It was like the um like the the tyrant or whatever." And um, and in Resident Evil Two, and it's just like a blob at the end. It's just like a fat blob just sitting in the middle of a, of a train car. So yeah, good times. But it, it definitely brought me back to that, which I, you know. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the game's good. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying it's bad or good. I, I think it's it is what it is. It's the kind of thing I did enjoy. Pl- I do enjoy playing it, but it's the moment to moment gameplay you like. Yeah. But some of it is just tedious like, and hard. Like the, like after you get the ticket, the tickets, and you go to the concert, and then you have to go past the, the entrance, and it's literally just a barrage of security. And the thing is, you you keep shooting the gun, and then they disappear, and they drop like food for you to take. But the next the next two guys are coming, and you can't even get to the the hot dog or whatever the power up is to get your health back, and you just kind of keep Burrito. going and going and going and going. Until you get to the double doors, immediately to get in. once once you dispatch the enemies, there's right guys right behind them that are moving forward and throwing bananas at you. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how you uh, thwart off kids to go to a concert. Yeah. You throw bananas at them. Well, they were bouncers, so I mean, if you go to the <laughs> club and you act up, they're just gonna start throwing bananas. Yeah, at you. it's typical things. But at were, a Guar concert, what's funny is that they were half peeled. Yeah, they were half peeled, so they took the time to half peel the bananas before they threw them at you. Well, that's the only way you can slip on them. It's true. I get, well, no, you could squash a banana that was already soft, you know. But I think I think you know the the whole idea of going from place to place, getting the tickets, and even if you have to have a guide with you, it's it's sort of like that adventure of going through. You have a purpose in this game. You know, it's not it's not just mindless, and you yeah. don't feel like you're just kind of going through the motions. You're actually making progress towards a goal. I'll give the game at least that. And if you're a, but, a Beavis and Butthead fan, 
going to all these locations and seeing all these places and things, the references to the show, you can have enjoyment with this game. If you don't like Beavis and Butthead, this is a poor man's version of of a yeah. Good, there's of no a, way of a good adventure game. There's no yeah. I like I said before. I don't think there's any way someone if they just got into collecting Genesis games or whatever and had never played this and are not familiar with Beavis and Butthead, there'd be no reason to play the game. Yeah. Um, it's like one of those games where you had to play it back then and like know the show, what it was. Like watching, like watching the show, yeah. right? like you were talking about. Otherwise, it's it's in not a good game. <laughs> not a, not a good game. It's not great. It's not. But great. it does it does look exactly like the show, and there's mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of good sound effects and and um, voice samples and everything. Right. So that kind of, I mean, that brings it up. Like the graf- graphic style wise, yeah, it looks just like the show. Yeah, it looks good. I think. When I was talking about Ren and Stimpy, I think the graphical style and like that kind of like MS Paint style art, like in the yeah, like fl- it's just uh, solid colors. Yeah, yeah, with like a hand, like, it's like it looks like somebody drew a tree in the background. Yeah, you know, so it's very kind of rudimentary, but um, that was the the pre- presentation of the show. Oh, of the show, exactly. So I mean, it, there's fun to be had here. It's for a specific person, but for most people, this is not going to be your cup of tea. And if you like adventure games, this is not going to... I mean, if you really like adventure games, maybe you want to give it a try. But um, what it goes for, what, about $10, $10? Yeah, it's a $10 game. Yeah, so it's not too bad. Is that complete? No, that's just for that's the, just loose. the cart. Yeah. But even just loose, I mean, this is not a game you need to own in the box. So <laughs> If it's not on the box. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could you could give it a whirl, but I, I, I don't know if I can recommend it by and large to most people. You know, unless you're like a collector and you have to have everything that you see, but yeah. in, in in terms of playing, you know, it's just it's I'll barely give it an okay. <laughs> I'll barely give it an okay. But I think they did a good job with the source material. You know, like you said, I think the presentation is there. I think the concept is well thought out. I think some of the scenarios where where you're in, where like you go to the sewers. There's certain parts where it's it's pretty easy to get through, but then there's others where the segments are like massively long, and to try to get through that whole thing without dying is yeah, just like the, if you go to the street level, you go on the streets and you go into the sewer, and the whole point of the level is you have to go all the way to the end just to get a bone, and then the thing is you have to go, you have to reverse track all get, the way back. You can't get back to the TV to get back to your <laughs> yeah. Then you have so, yeah, so you have to go from the end all the way back to the beginning again to get to the the tv portal to go back to the house i think it was pretty cool how they did that where it was like like a poltergeist type of thing they're like yeah you're gonna beam through the tv into each segment of the town and that's how you're gonna get back to your house you know by using the remote control going through the yeah TV. so there must like when you're talking about both games they must have had some like uh initial concept that they gave to both companies yeah because they're yeah. the initial initially starts up there you know sitting at the tv and they're, both games. and they're picking channels to choose a level, and they go. They, and when you pick a level in both of them, they go, "We're there, dude!" Right. Like so, they definitely either they knew what each one was kind of doing, or they had some kind of layout of kind of how to start it and then you know expand on it. Yeah, I I would say that it was probably directed down from Viacom that they said, "Okay, well, we we all, all this is what we want. We want you to visit these locations, and." 
you know, maybe use the TV as a means of getting to each one of these yeah, places. And it's a, based around going to a Guar concert. Going to a Guar concert. So on the Genesis yeah. one, I think we discussed it. You get the tick, you buy the tickets, and then they get chewed up. They get chewed up in the lawnmower, and on the <laughs> on the Super Nintendo one. <laughs> like, it's, I, like I the said, Super Nintendo. there's no. <laughs> let's move over to the Super Nintendo yeah. one. Now. Uh, and so on the Super I, Nintendo one, there. They there's like a cutscene intro at the beginning, you know, just with the cartoon graphics, and it they see that there's Guar concert coming to town, and their idea to go to the concert is to do random things that look if cool. We do, if we do cool <laughs> stuff, they'll let us in for free. It's like that was the con- that was that, that was the it's, premise this, of the game. It's this, this is that's how the the ladies' man movie is. I must randomly have sex, and something will happen. <laughs> it will work out. Something You'll will see. randomly happen. <laughs> that's the, the same premise. Play some Al Green and smack on the ash. You like that? Yeah. So we're gonna do something cool, and we'll get to go and to that's Guar. What I was, that's what I was talking about. It makes no sense, and. If we're moving on to the Super Nintendo version, the I'm just gonna come out and say it, the game sucks. It's 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 not even as good as the Genesis game. See, that's I still kind of like in, it. In my opinion, it's repetitive. You go through these these mundane stages that repeat. It's like a segment that is only, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, an eighth of the stage long, and it just repeats like eight or twelve times. Just and, with different obstacles to avoid. Yeah, and, and I still kind of like it though. See, I think it's mundane and boring, and it's literally every stage is this is the same kind of thing. You're going through a hallway, and maybe that's all my brain can handle. So just, that's why I like it. Maybe you're just walking through. <laughs> that's right. You're a lo- <laughs> you, you use your reptilian brain for most things, or yeah. most of us on the, are on the human brain level, and we like to be stimulated. In that's that why way. I like Beavis and Butthead so much. Probably. <laughs> You're a lower lower order of human. Yeah. You're, you're a Cro Magnon. <laughs> get that higher brow ridge. Yeah. You probably got a little Neanderthal in you there. Yeah, I'm a soft bottom, not a power bottom. <laughs> no comment. No comment, my friend. But you do you. I still enjoy the game though. I think I think it, it, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. It's I, not. I think it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me want to throw my controller. See, I didn't feel I didn't feel like that. I feel it. it well, does guess what? Get a you little... can have both copies of Beavis and Butthead on Super <laughs> Nintendo. How's that? If you love it so much, double the power. It's like thirty-two bits of Beavis and Butthead <laughs> in Atari Jaguar years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. I did not find any enjoyment with it. I think it, it would it, the parts where you're on you're doing the chicken fight where you're on top of the other character. Yeah, is is kind of neat because one of them is moving. The character and the and other, the other one is actually swinging is, is the doing is meleeing, yeah. So you kind of have to work together to to kind of progress through the level, which is fun. But I don't know the fact that they both have like it's one health bar. Yeah, they share one health. They, they bar. share a health bar. Like that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I get it, but it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, it does make it a little harder because there's so much stuff bouncing around. So there's the one level they got the basketballs bouncing and the skateboard guys jumping in. So it's like both of you have to avoid the same thing right. at once, but you you don't want to be like walking directly in front of each other. So it's basically because like one character is going, you want to have some separation. So it's kind of hard to time both jumps to get away from the same thing at the same time, right. and you only have one health bar. So 
And then you get to the end of the end of the stage, and you're like, "All right, great, we're done. We're we're getting to the boss." And then it's nope. You have another <laughs> whole segment where you have to go through, and that repeats for eight or twelve different frames. And it's like, okay, all right, we're done. All right, all right we're fighting the boss. All right, great, wonderful. You fight the boss, and you, you you get to the end of the stage. Okay, good. Nope, we're back in the we're back in the school, and we're doing the same thing. And I just gave up. I was like, I can't play this anymore. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what you see in this game. It's it's. It's about as rudimentary as you can get. There's no platforming. It's the same characters every couple steps that are coming at you. <laughs> Highly unavoidable. You know, there's, I mean, you're in the shower segment and you have to like kick Beavis over to over the shower to turn the yeah. shower off so you don't get steamed because, you know, water can hurt you. Oh, well, yeah. You know, they don't like to shower. I guess that makes sense. It's too hot. That's why. Ah, okay. It'll burn you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think this is kind of like a phoned-in effort. I think that they cut a lot of corners here, and they just wanted to, to to spit out a game where I think the Genesis version, there was a little bit more thought put into it to make it more of an adventure and something that it was, I think, a, a lot more satisfying in the way of progressing through that whole world. You know, there was purpose. Each each different location had its own its own story, so to speak. You know, a different task that had to be done in that area. Mm. In the in the Super Nintendo game, it's just well, here's another hallway. <laughs> yeah, here's and, another and, hallway. And the other thing is, I don't even know what like it, <laughs> like just try to think. The whole premise of the thing is they're supposed to do cool stuff to get noticed to go on to the show, and I don't know exactly. what you're doing <laughs> unless maybe we didn't play because. Honestly, we didn't play through the whole just game. Just watch the whole. We didn't. Just watch the we didn't whole, even get to do a, like even a boss or whatever. It doesn't I don't, matter. I don't know what cool thing they're supposed to do that gets them noticed. No, there's no cool thing. <laughs> they, they end up. There's they, nothing. Cool. They just end up at the Guar concert. <laughs> That's why when I said, you know, I didn't understand what the whole push forward was. You know, whenever it doesn't matter what media you're 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 either playing or viewing or whatever it is, if if you're not engaged from the beginning and you don't you're not buying into that story. It makes everything else that much cheaper, you know. It's like, well, why am I doing what I'm doing? Unless it's just just for the pure action of it, yeah. and it's not, and it's just not. I mean, there's there's a hundred other side-scrolling action games that you could play that are that are better, you know. Well, of course, it's not that it's an expensive game or anything, or you know. Yeah, they're both each both both on both systems are like ten bucks still. But yeah, I, I think. Personally, if you're gonna pick one, and I don't know if this is, you know, maybe it is partly due to you know the nostalgia for it and playing that that old that old Genesis game back in the day, but I just think there's more going on in that game. Oh, and, I'm not arguing with that. Yeah, and 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 you have that purpose, you know, and you know, okay, they bought the tickets, they got spit out, now they got spit it out. Yeah. So that's all I gotta say really about that. I'm oh yeah, the Genesis much... version is definitely the the superior version. Which one do you like? I can't better, argue though? with that. Oh, the Genesis one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I, 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 I kind of like the Super Nintendo one too. You like the simplistic sort of just. Yeah, I don't. I, just, I don't know. Meat and potatoes. I don't feel, feel like it plays that bad. Um, I don't think it plays bad. I don't. I don't think the controls are bad. I, I wouldn't say that. I think both games play well. I think the Genesis game is a little bit more difficult because you're using platforming segments. To get through areas that are somewhat unconventional because they're on a 3D plane, 
because you can move in and out of the screen. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and just some of the stuff where it's like, like oh, you got to pick it up. And pick you up might not these three things. Up, you might not be lined up appropriately, and there's, yeah. like, there's a or rat. You, there's a rat chasing after yeah. you. At or you got to pick up like pick up these three items. Right? Drop two of them, and then pick up these other two ones, and then you got to use them on this level. I don't know what. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's obtuse. It is. Yeah. You know the password to get into the burger world is. You know, but, butthead. butthead. Well, how would you know that? I mean, it's plausible that it's something you would try. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know, but it's. I forgot that they work at the burger world. Oh that, well, you know. I that... mean, I can't forget that. I just don't understand. But that would be a reasonable thing that you know maybe the password would be butthead because he works. But there's there. like a, there was there wasn't anywhere where it would give you. No, there the... was no clue. There was yeah, no, there was so no it's like you're right, you're right. No, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I'm just saying I can see how they got there, but it's still very obtuse. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, there's so by is what eight. So there's just eight, it's just eight blank spaces. It's like figure it out. <laughs> right. right. Like it could literally be anything. Well, you got people smarter than us that play games <laughs> like this that, yeah. that that figure out even harder challenges. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably more. No, I mean, I guess if I more, put myself than it is back in that situation back in the day, I mean, maybe I don't, I don't remember. We clearly, I clearly got past that far because I remember getting like putting the fry, the the uh, the mouse or the rat in the fryer. So definitely got into Burger World. So we must have just figured it out. <laughs> it's yeah, but I mean that happens all the time. So I think in games, in in the end, the consensus is uh, no for both of these games. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you are not familiar with Beavis and Butthead, there's no reason to play these games. If you yeah. do remember Beavis and Butthead, it's definitely worth it to try it. If you come across a game at a flea market and you can get it for a couple bucks, I mean, definitely pick it up. I mean, any game, almost any games were, you know, it's like $2 or something like that, yeah. which you probably could find it yeah. at a flea market or somewhere for like a garage sale for $2. But if you go to like your local video game store, you're going to you're going to pay 10 bucks, so you could find plenty of games for $10 that are amazing. Now, would you buy that for a dollar? <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, or would you say, get that shot out of here? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're talking about a dollar? Yes. <laughs> you can buy any game for a dollar. <laughs> what no I matter mean what is, it is. is, are we giving it a vote of confidence or no? I, I'm saying I'm saying no. yes on the Genesis, no on the Super Nintendo one. Depend if you're a Beavis and Butthead fan. If you're not a Beavis and Butthead fan, I would right. say no to both. To both of them, right? I would say no to the Super Nintendo one. Full full stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I just think there are, are better games like that. I mean, it, it, this is not on the actually. I don't, was the Ren and Stimpy game on Super Nintendo? I no, think it that, was Sega. Okay, because that would be a better action platformer to play if you actually wanted to play a good action platformer that had the cartoon. There might have been a Ren and Stimpy on SNES, but... Had the cartoon aesthetic. I think there was two uh, and, Ren and, and Stimpy's and, on and Genesis. Gameplay. Yeah. You know, that would be... that would be Definitely, better. bro. Um, yeah, save your save your money. Don't don't buy this for Super Nintendo. Get a, get a different game. Buy Super Baseball 2020. I guess. <laughs> buy Uniracers. Oh, buy yeah. U- buy Uniracers. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, but by you racers, I can't even I can't even imagine what games go for ten bucks. Spend spend ten more dollars and get Donkey Kong Country. Spend the twenty bucks and get Donkey Kong Country. That goes for about twenty dollars. Yeah, I guess there's 
Yeah, there's like hundreds of games you can get for ten dollars that are good. That's the verdict. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Lots of sevens you can get for ten dollars. There's a lot of there's a lot of good sevens <laughs> for ten that aren't Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That you can get. That's what I would say. I would say go back into your old EGMs or go on retro mags and check out check out uh, games that maybe you haven't heard of that have gotten gotten sevens and uh, and go to your local game store and pick a couple up. In fact, just go to your local game store and buy any other game than Beavis and Butthead <laughs> for Super Nintendo and you'll probably come out a winner. Oh, buy Batman Returns. That's probably like a $15 game now, right? I picked it up for 10 the other day. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. You, you, can, you can... I mean, that's... Yeah. Go to a flea market and pick it up. I saw it at a Goodwill the other day for ten bucks. Oh, all right. I saw Killer Instinct, Goodwill, Ultra, mm. and that's that. And that's all I got to say about that. So, <laughs> unless we have anything else, I think uh, we're good to uh, wrap it up. To wrap it up. So, thank you guys so much for listening on this uh, on this glorious uh, day, evening, afternoon, night, whenever you're listening. And um, Trenton, could you do us a favor and tell us, uh, tell the audience where they can find us? You can now find us on Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube. Still don't have the proper YouTube, but if you type in the Turbo Duo Cast on YouTube, it should come up. I typed in the Turbo Duo Cast, and in our channel comes up. Well, it'll come up on yours because you know you searched it through your internet. Uh, that probably <laughs> weighs on it, doesn't it? Yeah, because we only have, I mean, we have like 18 subscribers, so it's not like if you type it in, it's going to come up right away, because especially there's so much Turbo Duo stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also on Facebook, if you type in the Turbo Duo, Instagram at the Turbo Duo, and if you'd like to email us, you can at the Turbo Duo at gmail.com, and we should have a website soon, and it'll kind of consolidate everything. Just go to that, and that'll kind of pull up everything, like the podcast, and download it. When it's up. Yep. When it's up. And, um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of it and uh, sharing. And um, and we would love your suggestions. So if you have a suggestion for a segment or a game that you'd like us to cover, um, please feel free to, to hit us up on Instagram or send us an email or Facebook and let us know. And with that... Have a wonderful rest of your day. Be happy, be healthy, be safe, and keep it retro.